0: Michelle Hey hey Jordan hey what? everybody welcome to adulting
1: <laughs> What are you yawning for? What are you yawning for? People
0: keep asking me why I'm yawning and to be honest I have shortness of breath like Really? Yeah, I have shortness of breath. Um it's what happens when you have anxiety, you have short breaths. And therefore you take in sips of oxygen and so you yawn. And so people look at you and people look at me and think I'm bored or I'm tired. And um, no, not tired, not bored, just um, I have really big tits. I have a lot of things to carry on my chest, and sometimes it's just hard to breathe. Yeah. I have four-and-a-half-year-old twins, two dogs, a mortgage, a loving relationship, a car that just had a flat tire that we had to fix. Like, I got a bunion that just won't stop. I'm also allowed to yawn.
1: How are you not yawning more? That's the question (laughs) you should have started
0: with, Jordan. Okay? How am I? Yeah, how are you?
1: I feel actually, I feel good today. I have had less pain getting up and getting down, mm-hmm. but I still sigh and ache. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you yes. like, when you get down on a couch and shit like that. Yeah. I'm not even in pain. I know. Why do that?
0: Because it's been a long life. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long life You know It's about doing all the things The mental gymnastics Of what it's like to be an adult Yes And to give a fuck Yeah Because you know That's why the selfish aunties and stuff Live to the like 102 <laughs> With like nice nails
1: We love her Yeah, You
0: know <laughs> Always trying to give you a handshake With a $5 bill Not for you That $5 isn't for you It's for you to go get her cigarettes Um. Yeah man Oh, my God. This sounds crazy because we obviously have to breathe to be alive, but I don't think we breathe enough. Like, we don't pay attention to our breath enough. So, like, if we just just take a minute to, like...
1: Did you do a little meditation video? I feel like you did a meditation video.
0: No. When would I have time to... Ask me if I was brushing my teeth while I was taking a shower and ordering Uber Eats for people. Ask me that shit. A meditation video? No bitch I, No bitch What am I it's Paltrow I don't have a no, team I, of people To do shit for me And therefore I can go meditate No the meditating Is like I hope I get to my Destination on time Yeah and the meditating is, I hope my kids don't get COVID. Not because they would be in danger. They wouldn't. I just don't need them home from school. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You need them, you need them <laughs> out there because you've made plans. And if they come home, oh my God, it's ruined.
0: I've even made plans to rest because resting can be productive. Yeah. So all I'm saying is we are making noises when we get up and down because <laughs> we've done it so many times and we don't give ourselves enough like attention and grace just to be safe. Still and breathe. That's all. Woo.
1: So you're saying it's not the years, it's the miles. I got you. I feel you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the miles. Yo. I love it when you always bring it back to Texas. You better bring it back to what? Texas. What did I do? How did that, I bring it back? That to- just sounds like something somebody in Texas would say. <laughs> and it could apply to anything. It could apply to sex. It could be apply to <laughs> anything. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm like anything.
1: Yeah, it ain't the years. It's the miles, baby. That's straight from Texas. Um It's true. I do have a lot of parlances, and I'm sorry. I whipped one out at a parent conference, like parent-teacher, whatever, PTO meeting. Yes, yes. And I'm so sorry I did that. It was like, we were talking to some bureaucrat, and he was like saying, like, the new curriculum is working with the schools. And I was like, sir, you're trying to ride two horses with one ass. And that's one dog that's not going to hunt. You know, and people were like,
0: Huh? You
1: know, but I I'd had I'd had an edible before, so I was like, I'm gonna just be me. Oh my and so, goodness! Yeah, which is not what you want.
0: Wait a minute, you can have an edible and go to a parent-teacher conference? Absolutely. I don't. Absolutely. I don't wonder that. I to me that sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds as like painful as like sobering up on a plane ride. It sounds like it's o- like its own special kind of hell. Like what? No, I need it for my—
1: You have anxieties. You have anxieties. I have anxieties. So I need it for my anxieties.
0: I know, but that would make me more anxious. I'm glad that it works for you.
1: Oh, man. It makes me like I'm the black member of the band Steely Dan. I feel like I'm so mellowed out. Like, my backbone, it just becomes like, whoop, 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 whoop. It's it's so good (laughs) for me. I have to do it at the right time, of course. Like, I have to
0: time it out. Oh, my God. Daddy needs his pills. You were giving Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack as a tired dad. (laughs) And I love it. Because it was just sounds and noises and just feelings within, (laughs) like, a song. Yes. Yes. Okay, Baron Vaughn. Let me know. Stop.
1: We were separated (laughs) at birth. You know we were separated at birth.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. If you guys don't know who Baron Vaughn is, please look him up. He's a hilarious comedian and uh, actor and musician. He sings and he raps and he's done Broadway. And mm-hmm. so um he rhymes a lot, what Jordan was just doing. Riggets kick um, a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's that's Baron Bond. That's when you know he's coming down the street.
0: I have to tell you, I am very um self-conscious around other parents. Like I don't like it. Like the school vibe. Why? I don't like it because everyone has such um it's there's no middle ground. Okay. Like everyone has very strong opinions of like how it should go. <laughs> Or people are just waiting in the back, waiting for it to be over Mm -hmm. so they can go home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. It feels like there's no like middle ground conversation. Like each kid has its own personality and needs and stuff. Yes. My inner child is triggered because it takes me back to like a Thanksgiving dinner where it's like you're the loud person. Yes. Or the quiet person just waiting for Thanksgiving to be over and you hope no one picks on you. And so I never, I don't have my group. I don't have my bag When I started going to the dog park with my dogs, Mm -hmm. you know, I was new to having a dog and dog behavior. And so I kind of had to like find out who I was too. Cause I'm like, I'm going to keep her on the leash and over here. So like, what kind of parent are you in that situation? Well,
1: I'm going to just right there. I have to say like, like people at my school, my school is so wonderfully quaint. Yeah. That I'm thought of as the cool, I'm, I'm the cool dad. Oh. And let that wash over you like a fine mist. And then but
0: you, you, <laughs> you are. Oh, it's misty in here.
1: Okay. So what what you need to band together, and we've really banded together this year, what you need is a common enemy. Mm-hmm. The common enemy then takes all the demos together and it just brings them <laughs> together so much. And we have a common enemy now. And we didn't know who we were as a people until it was almost like <laughs> taken away from us. Now we're like, all the demos. Got you. You're over here. You're doing yes. different stuff. My kids don't like your kids. We chill.
0: Yes. It's the long line of the DMV. Yes. Everybody has something to complain about. That's it. Got you. That's how I get through life. That's
1: it. It'll take time. Okay. An enemy will rise, and then <laughs> you'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you are like the great protagonist, Michelle. You need that countermeasure, antagonist, that Darth Vader, and you will get it one day. You'll take them down, and then they'll, they'll celebrate you as their queen. It'll be great.
0: It's, oh it's going to be fine. You're, oh you're going to be fine. I, fine. D- I don't want the responsibility. <laughs> I don't want the responsibility. <laughs> going into parent-teacher situations, especially in a group setting, everyone's expecting me to be one. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, no, I am not Miss Michelle Buteau, the comedian. I am Michelle the mom, right? What are you doing to help my child get through the day and make things better? Like, what are we doing?
1: Can I ask a few questions though? A few penetrating questions. Yes. Like, what is a parent teacher like for a four year old? Like parent teacher conference? Four year olds? Come on. What do what we? What are we even getting into?
0: But that's the thing. Like everyone has such high expectations. Yeah. And everyone wants to give you the Montessori, um... I know what you mean. Yeah, they want to give you all of that to make sure, like, by the time they're 18, I'm like, I'm still trying to get them to wipe their asses properly. Like, can we just take a whole last second? Like, I want them to be good people and confident and kind. And so, yeah. while I do love that we are talking about nocturnal animals and how to, like, <laughs> be responsible and to read and, like, numbers and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, but also, you know, be patient. and. um helpful. Right. Are they being kind? Yeah. And so, you know, everyone's so obsessed with curriculum. I'm just like, but your kid's an asshole.
1: Exactly. Because curriculum will like that changes over time. The pendulum swings one way or another. But what's not going to change is like everybody needs to learn to be like a good person. And if you want to be a good person, by the way, this randomly happened to me. Mm-hmm. I watched The Golden Bachelor and oh my God. Um, this did you watch that?
0: I haven't, but I also want to see the stand-up special that involves old people.
1: Yes. Is
0: that Joe Firestone? Joe Firestone. Like, I am here for this because I'm so here for it because I'm just like, where do they go? Like, it can't all be like um Judy Dench. Like, we need to see what the other old folks are doing. Right. It right, can't right. be all Morgan Freeman. What are we all doing? Especially if they got the hip surgery. And now they can fuck. I got to see the Golden Bachelor. Ooh, is it sponsored by Viagra? It should be. That's what I'm saying. Like, I always tell ladies, like, <laughs> definitely choose your partner wisely or break up with the one that's not working because you ain't going to be wet forever. But the Golden Bachelor has proven me otherwise. Because these bitches are out here like, <laughs> fuck menopause. It is still like the middle of a cinnamon donut. Moist.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! I was not ready.
1: Oh my god! I wasn't prepped.
0: I'm out of breath. I'm still out of breath.
1: Um, out of breath, full of breast.
0: Oh I was not
1: prepped. Oh my god! <laughs> so, in conclusion,
0: <laughs> in conclusion, they should have called that show Sweet Green. Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> tell you what, ooh, baby. I just saw the previews. I can't wait to watch it.
1: Yes, it's all that. It's amazing. It'll grip you. It had me from the initial song the beginning is Cat Stevens. He's touching the photograph of his dearly departed wife oh. who's who he's with for 43 years. Oh. They built a dream house together. and moved oh. away to Iowa. Oh. She tragically died of a bacterial infection. Okay, no spoilers there. I'm just saying that this should just be The Bachelor. Yeah, it should. Like, why are we watching all this other garbage? This should just be it.
0: 100%.
1: Not people trying to build a brand or anything out there like that. It's just like people looking looking... looking for love because they know that time is running out. And I was like...
0: That's my bag. (gasps) That is my bag. Like, sure, it's entertaining. But once you have heart behind it and you can see yourself in there or, like, even understand what the future may or may not hold, ooh, baby. Yeah. And that's a great way to... You talk about common enemy, but this is, like, a common love, right? Like, this is how you bring... The blue and red states together, you know. Truly. I, I love that. I even saw like a like an old black lady in there. I said, bitch, you better. Oh, there's there's two. Two. I can't believe it.
1: Gary can come to all the functions. Like Gary gave two roses out. Oh, Gare Bear. Gare Bear is there. I was like, he's probably just gonna pick one black like, well, two black ladies. All right. Here we go, Gary.
0: I love the name Gary. Yeah. Ron Rico Lee played my husband in First Wives Club. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love him so much. And his name was Gary in the show. And I used to call him Gar-Bear. And he's like, please stop. And I'm like, I never will. And <laughs> Gary actually is the most um, unpopular name in America. I No I can, one is naming. I can see that. <laughs> I can. T- <laughs>
1: Listen, my grandmother's name was Eunice. Yes. Yes. And the thing about it is... My great aunt, who I dearly love, my great aunt Hazel, who my mother is named after. Yeah. In one of the family unions, 2019, right after the the birth of my children and things like that, like she was kind of upset a little bit. She was like, Why has no one named a child in this family Eunice? Oh Lord. After my sweet sister. Oh, no. And I was oh, like, no. I j- who's going to tell her?
0: Oof. Who's going to tell her? I don't know. Somebody got to tell her. <laughs> I do love bringing old names back. I mean, mm-hmm. my kids are named Hazel and Otis after my great grandma Hazel. And then yeah. even my character in Survival of the Thickest. You wrote it. Yes. I wrote it. There you go. <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah. Thank I you so you? much. You see what I Hey. <laughs> Get it girl Oh my god I'm gonna fall over And I'm standing still um,
1: I think we just Unpacked that for you I was like
0: We did I was like What in the TSA pre-check Is going on I'm going right through Yeah The character I wrote's name is Mavis <laughs> Allegedly Allegedly You don't have to do That thing You can do <laughs> Don't come for me Unless I send for you I've, Motherfuckers feel... are out here Like it's a housewife reunion Okay I know Pulling up receipts
1: we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna so, consort with legal here for a second. Consult with legal. Okay. You're allowed to say that. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Great. Oh, thank yep. you. Where'd you go to Reddit? You just asked your assistant. Yeah. I went to subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I do love the old names. Also, Elvis Presley's mom was named Mavis. And that's like what? the only. And then like Stapleton, of course. But like, yeah, I mean, there aren't many Mavises. But the ones that do exist. Ooh, baby. Fire. More fire.
1: More fire power. Fire sign. Fully clip-loaded. Okay. Wow. Wonderful.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I miss you, Michelle. You're on the road all the time. I am. You're in theaters. You're selling them out. You're doing wineries. What's up? Yeah. What's it been like? Tell me about the Delta Miles.
0: You know what's really nice? Um, I was doing a show in Seattle at the Moore Theater. Go on. And uh, I think the last time we were in Seattle, we actually did a live show of adulting at Bumbershoot Festival. So it was like a few years ago. We were kids. Yeah, it was so simple back then. And uh, <laughs> I have been doing comedy on a Wayfair rug in a theater for a very long time. And what was so sweet is that, I mean, the love has been overwhelming in a way that I've, I don't mean to cry, but you know how bitch is like, it's so nice when people are a fan, but also are like-minded people who just feel inspired. But what was really sweet is that um, someone yelled at me. They're like, how's Jordan? We miss him. What? Yeah. Like, someone heckled me about how you are. What did you tell them? <laughs> I was like, he's probably at home reading The New Yorker, taking care of his cute-ass kids.
1: All facts checked out. Didn't tell me that you were going to be in The New Yorker, which I was kind of like, tell somebody, please, that you're going to be in there.
0: First of all, you don't tell someone you're going to be in The New Yorker. That's insane. Yo,
1: you need to You need to get a... Subscription to The New Yorker this week. Like, because I might be in that. No. I would be no. I would be old school buying them at the Subway platform and then handing them out.
0: You would have a video. You would have. <laughs> 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 yes, you would make it a moment, which that's why I love you. But um, no, for me, it's always been like, let the work speak for itself.
1: And she won't say it, but I'm going to say it right now. So it was written by Hilton Alls, who's like the major Broadway critic for The New Yorker. And he had nothing but kind words to say about you, about what you're trying to do with your comedy. It was fantastic. It was kind of like, it's what you want to hear. And you could tell that not only were they a fan, but they were giving a critical analysis of your artistic expression. So, Airhorn, uh, for that, I'm just like, I was so proud of you. And I am so proud of you.
0: Oh, thank you. Your wife sent me the cutest video of your daughter. Yeah. Just excited because she saw Hazel and Otis's name. Uh, by the way, your daughter's so cool. She's reading The New Yorker. <laughs> what? Yes.
1: The- yes, already. She comes up with cartoons. My daughter's 10 years old, but she comes up with editorial cartoons that could definitely, like, go. Like
0: She should do it. Because I tell you what, when I was 10 yeah. or 11, I used to make my own magazines at a construction paper in, uh, I lived in a cul-de-sac. And so I was like, we were really close with like the seven houses, like in that circle. And so I would make this magazine about all the happenings that like went down, like somebody's dog poop. I learned whatever, like somebody covered their pool. Like, you know, I just did all that stuff and I called it head over heels. And then I put like a, (laughs) I drew a severed head and like put it in a shoe, not an actual shoe, but like a, it was a sticker shoe. It was frightening. But I I was just like very literal. And I put it in everyone's mailbox. um, Listen. For like, I guess a few times. And then like some people were like, hey, can you tell your daughter to stop putting shit in my mailbox? (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) obviously they didn't have any vision. Like, I hope they have a Netflix um, password. (laughs) Bitch. Yeah. But like that's how it starts, right? Like you have these seeds, these germs. And it's like up to us to help them, you know, plant it and grow it. Yeah. 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 I love it so much.
1: And by the way, a friend of mine, Ginny Rubin, came to your show in San Francisco. She brought her daughter. She was really excited about it. Me and Ginny went to college together.
0: How old's her daughter?
1: Uh, she has a like a high school age daughter. Okay. I just want you to know that. And she's a faithful listener of this show, and she was really excited. She loved your show in San Francisco. Where did you perform in San Francisco, by the way?
0: I performed at the Castro Theater and we had two sold-out shows and I was like, "Wow!" so fucking proud of myself. And there was even like a meet and greet. Mm. San Francisco is one of those towns, one of the only towns I think in America that feels like a home away from home. It, it, It isn't anywhere else. There is a vibe and a tribe and just like a progressive Thing yeah. That I can't put my finger on So the Bay Area can get it I'm gonna tell you that much Ooh, baby <laughs> The Bay Area can get the it The Bay Area can get it The whole thing Oakland even The whole thing Oh my god Wrap it up like you just got it From a fucking food truck And take it home <laughs> Anyways Let's get to our guest Because I feel like Once I start doing like Analogies with food And like kind of sex <laughs> It's just like Move on
1: I'm having too much fun Listening though But this is our cue What should we say about our guest? What shall we say
0: Oh, my goodness. She's groundbreaking.
1: Mm -hmm. For her musical, Some Like It Hot, nominated for a Tony. She wrote the book on that. We can get more into that later. Also, Black writer on Seth Meyers, history making as well.
0: Yeah. She is going to be celebrated for Black History Month. I believe it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, let's stop talking to each other and talk to her. Yes. Amber Ruffin. Amber Ruffin! Okay, let's take that down. That was a lot. Welcome to adulting.
2: Hey! What's going on? Oh my gosh. Bye. Goodbye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. This was fun. Goodbye. Wow.
0: Uh but but so much to talk about. Bye
2: bye. Got to drink all this.
0: The gallon of water? <laughs> do you have a drug test? <laughs> <laughs> do people chug water for their drug test? I used to chug, ju- tru- bye-bye, so nice to see you guys, bye. <laughs> Don't worry about oh, me. Bye, but please, we need you to stay. <laughs> I used to chug from a jug when I would have a drug test. Whoa. Yeah, back in the day. Flush you out. in the In the 90s. Dude, do people think I'm on drugs? No. Because I'm
2: forever chugging water. No, it's just
0: to keep your skin fresh. We should all drink more water.
2: Do you like the taste of water? I love water very badly. And I am 100% sure I have a kidney problem. (laughs) I'm I'm like, there's nothing healthy about me. Is that true? There's got to be something wrong. What are you
1: talking about? You just chugged water in front of us. How is that not healthy?
2: And look at your skin. You're glowing. Yes, but I'm not drinking it to be healthy. I'm drinking it because I'm thirsty. And when you're thirsty all the time,
1: something's wrong. Anyway. And it takes a simple water. While we think about that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, only I would take this good thing and make it something bad. Not to be weird, but do you have to pee all the time? 100% of the day and night.
0: Yeah. I love water. I drink it all the time. I actually do like the taste of it. I like it cold. I like it warm. I like it hot. Huh. I like all types of water Go on But now Because I drink so much I have to always book An aisle seat on an airplane Yeah Because I gotta get up Yeah I'm tired of putting my ass In someone's face To try and cross over them Right They don't deserve it (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: They don't (laughs) They don't
1: It true It true
2: Yeah
1: No that just That also means You have good circulation though You
2: think
1: so? If the water's going in and out It does mean you have good circulation
2: Really? Is that right?
1: Yeah, you work out, Amber? You work out? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, I don't know what to say.
0: You seem so fit.
1: You seem very fit.
0: I'm not. You know what it is? Is it because you're bubbly? We think you just like are on a treadmill all the time? It makes me seem small.
1: I get a jazzercise vibe from you, like you yeah. would do jazzercise.
0: It's giving neon shorts, front of the yeah. front row Zumba. Come on, guys, grapevine. <laughs> but it's none of that.
2: No, I can't. I can't. This is it. This is the maximum. I'm always here typing at this computer right here.
0: I was about to say, being a writer, right? And in those writers' rooms, like how you back? Like you got to touch your toes. Do you stand up and write? Like nobody really can fully understand. Yeah. Because people that usually have desk jobs, no shade. You do what you do and you sort of like check out, right? Yeah. And you do what you got to do. But like being a writer in a writer's room with people trying to come up with ideas and use your brain. You got to listen to people's old ass stories about, let's like get to the point. (laughs) Why did you take me on the 17 minute journey of a badass date when you just had a pitch that was two sentences? Like what? The truth.
1: They're trying to make it the whole episode.
0: I'm I'm not naming names, but you know who you are. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. How is your body, your mind, your spirit in a writer's room?
1: Yeah, your spurt. Talk about it. My spurt. (laughs) Spirit.
2: (laughs) I like to use work as a reason to go goof around. Mm -hmm. I love work. I love it so bad. But also, like, at late night, Mm Seth, it is Montessori school. Yeah. Fucking you could fully go lay down under your desk and people would be like, huh, isn't that funny? They're sleeping. No one gives a shit. Right. Once I left and we went to go eat steaks. We were like, <laughs> hey, a steak place opened up shit. <laughs> we fucking fully 2
0: p.m. 2 p.m. left. Oh my God. One had steaks and margaritas. Wow. You need it. It's giving Mad Men. Yeah. Do it. I hope I get this account. That was part of it.
2: <laughs> we were like, Mad Men used to do this shit all the time.
0: <laughs> Fuck this place. I'm going to eat steaks. People <laughs> think you get really hungry when you work out. You get really hungry when you think a lot. It's a mental workout.
2: It's true. I know that sounds silly, but I, I'm hungry a lot. Because I'm sitting here going, and then he said this, and then that happened, and then, and then, and then. Yeah.
1: So what's your process then? Like, do you wake up super early and then just start writing all day? Are you a by night person? Like, who are you?
0: Or is the process that you don't have no process? That could be a process too. Mm -hmm. You know what I
2: say a lot that can't possibly be well received, but I have no proof? (laughs) Is that I write (laughs) when it is time to
0: write. Get em. Ma'am. That's it. Ma'am. It. <laughs> Where's my tambourine? <laughs> uh, what time is it? It's time to write. Where's Amber? I'm putting a whole $5 <laughs> bill in the collection basket because yes. <laughs> it's
2: true. <laughs> I know people are like, how do you get inspired and you got the goo? And what is that? <laughs> I go, I sit down and write the two hours that I have. Uh-huh. Those are writing hours, and I fill them up because there's no more time, and I got to go. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of, like, ideas, because— Can I ask your question? Uh... Oh, hey. How'd
1: you write that, though? Yeah. How did you write that?
0: But this is a podcast, Jordan. You have to explain to people what you just did. Nope, won't do it. It was thoughtful and creepy at the same time, <laughs> which is definitely his wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my wheelhouse.
1: All right, so this is a playbill from the, the Schubert Theater, and it's from Some Like It Hot. Which the book was written by our amazing guest, Amber Ruffin. And I'm like, she did that. Yay. First of all, it's Desert Island Top Three. Yeah. Because I want to be kind to my other favorite comedies, but it's like my favorite comedy. Aww. And then uh, for so many reasons, of course, for the final joke. So, wife and I went to see the matinee yesterday. Yay. I was like, it heard so many good things, heard so many good things. Plus, you on it was just like icing upon icing. And I was like, I want to hear the Amber moments. I'll let you elucidate on that all the more. But there was a stop in Omaha. You're from Omaha. Okay. I think you snuck in that veggie. I did. I love it. And I want to know, how did you approach something like this? Because like, wow.
2: Yeah. Well, I co-wrote it with Matthew Lopez. And he had, they had written it. It was done. And then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. Something horrible. COVID or 2020. One of those two.
1: Why do we have to choose? Porque no
2: los dos. They were like, oh, most of the people are black. And the main lady is a black woman. Mm-hmm. And there's no black woman on their creative team. Mm. So then Matthew called me and was like, do you want to help out with this project? I was like, absolutely.
1: And then I did it. Wow. That's amazing. Did you meet Mark Shaman? I did. Oh, my God. Mark Shaman, if you don't know, Yeah. I mean, set him up, Amber. Like, just let him know.
2: Let her take a sip. Just take a trick. Mark Shaman is, a, <laughs> is one of the best composers, music writers, lyric writers of all time. Yeah. yeah. He's responsible for Hairspray, which is one of the... Um, most beautiful shows. Also, I've just spent three weeks singing Good Morning Baltimore, which is the opening song from Hairspray because we were in
0: Baltimore for three weeks. People are so tired of probably hearing that, but I'm like, you can't help but sing that song when you go to Baltimore. You know what I mean? I just want to get popcorn and put Old Bay on it and and get nails like Janet Jackson and Poetic Justice. (laughs) I've never heard
2: Old Bay seasoning more Than the past three weeks. Yes. My God. And it's physically everywhere. And I think that's so fucking funny. Yeah. The old (laughs) bay is getting old.
0: just take a whole last minute um i don't remember the first time i met jordan and i don't remember the first time i met you i just remember really liking you guys and that like has turned into love which i think is so rare yes in our line of work because people be peopling they get jealous they get insecure they um get resentful whatever it is it's so rare to like see people still have light behind their eyes and be full of joy and want to celebrate and lift each other up that's the vibe i always have when i'm in the room with either one of you which is so fucking fun hey yay and this is like this is just 46 year old michelle just like (laughs) oh god do i have to go bra shopping again
1: go let it rip
0: i'm like the world's always been fucked up right like now i'm just old enough to really know how fucked up it is is that what it is Mm. Or is shit getting worse? Like, I can't tell anymore. Oof. I wonder that
2: once a week. Because remember mommy and daddy? They were like, oh, and everything's terrible. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, And it was, you know, Reagan. And we were like, oh, is it that bad? And then now it's us being like, this is the yeah. end of the world. <laughs> yes. But is it?
1: I tell that to my kids all the time. And I just say it's the end of humanity, not the end of the world. And they're like, oh, much better. Um, But yes... And both of you changed the molecules around in a room. have to say this, by the way, Amber, now that I have you on the line. My mother is convinced that you are our cousin. She saw you do your thing at the Ebony 100 where she hosted and killed it, crushed it, almost uh, like about a year ago this time. Oh, yeah. It was the blackest night of our lives. So fun. Yeah. The blackest night of our lives. It should just be called the blackest night of our lives.
2: Super fun. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so to set it up. Amber was the host of the Ebony Power 100, which was like celebrating 100 African Americans who were dipping it and doing it. And you made several costume changes. It was <laughs> great. And we're riffing and crushing. I mean, Quinta Brunson was there. Uh, Garceau was there. So many, so many, so many. Spike Lee was there.
0: Is there a question?
1: Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I wanted to say like where your people come from. Oh, shit. Because my mom is convinced that we're related.
2: My daddy is from Portsmouth, Virginia. And mom is from Savannah, Georgia.
1: That's enough for me. We related.
0: These are very pretty places. They're cute people. They're very pretty places with small airports. Yeah. Bad airports. Great places. Yeah. I, I realize probably in my late thirties, I'm really just gonna have friends that are around big airports. Mm. <laughs> that, that's one thing I kind of realize. You know what I mean? Cause I don't really mm-hmm. believe in flyover states. I feel like there's a lot of worthy people. But I do love me... Like, I love a good person from a small town. That's fun. Yeah. And you know what's funny? My dad got a job when I was first born in Nebraska. <gasps> but my mom had a job in Philly. And so he was like, okay, I'll stay. And so that's why we live in Philly, wow. New York, and Central Jersey. But like, there was a, a moment where I was an itty-bitty baby and I was about to go to Omaha. Which is probably why you wanted steaks in the middle of the day. Probably. I can get a steak eight
2: for sure. <laughs> I'm not good at a lot. I believe it. But I'm good at chugging water and chewing steak.
1: Um. By the way, read your book. Um. The book you wrote with your sister and so much. Uh. We need to talk about Omaha. Like we need to talk about Kevin. Um. Ooh. What's up? Damn. With Omaha, like it's real. It's so real. Yeah. It's so racialist. It's part of it. It's so unremitting, I was like, Omaha, you need to take a a smoke break or something. Like, second title of the book, I'm guessing the working title was like, Omaha, don't go there. (laughs) Was it like, because it's terrifying.
2: All right. The first title was, your hair is old and terrible. Because that's a quote from something a lady
0: said to Lacey. (laughs) Oh, my
2: God. All right. Let's set
1: this up a little bit more. Um, Go ahead.
2: There's a book my sister and I wrote, which went on to become a New York Times bestseller Papa! Yeah. called um, You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey. Crazy stories about racism. And it's just all the funny stories Lacey has about being discriminated against and it's jaw-dropping. It's jaw-dropping. You it's- just, you would never believe it. Except you you
0: super do. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like being the only black female a lot of times in these situations in Hollywood? Um, sh- I mean... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it's weirder to not be at this point.
2: Yeah. Mm. I mean, like I had my show and we were black. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I don't know, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Isn't that sad?
1: Were you like the only black in class when you were growing up? And that might have like gotten you prepared for this? Or were was it more like an integrated setting that you grew up in?
2: I feel like we grew up, maybe it was closer to 50-50 black and white. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then the second I got out of school, man, it it just it it became very white. Yeah, the world was white. I quickly <laughs> found out that the world is white. Yeah,
0: you know what's so funny? Like I always feel like love is love. I have definitely dated and dipped in a lot of. I celebrated my body with a lot of different people. Go on. Oh, why just say it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Jordan always calls it a celebration of bodies. That's why I was just like Jordan, because I'll never like be it. like fucking. This <laughs> is celebrating bodies. What are you talking? I will Fuck
1: say. It. I will say. I will say fucking. No, I can't even realize say. I can't. Oh
2: God! You're someone's husband.
1: Yeah. Put yourself together. <laughs> <How> dare you? <laughs>
0: Snap out of it. Um, but we both landed on um, men from a country the size of New Jersey. I like to call it Germany Light. <laughs> Um, hashtag Netherlands, hashtag Holland, hashtag nobody cares <laughs> whether we call it the Netherlands or Holland. And, um, it's so funny cause I went from like the whitest school to be like, to go to Miami just to see some black, brown, fat and queer. And then I ended up being married to like the whitest family. <laughs> and I'm like, how do, I do it? Like, l- like literally they don't know one black person. They know a brown person. They're a cleaning lady named Fatima in the eighties. Well, you talk about her a lot. You can call her up and see how she's doing, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you could do that if you want. Who Fatima? <laughs> I don't know. I love seeing you in Amsterdam this summer, though. I'm not gonna lie, my taint is like a speed bump. The biking. <laughs> oh yeah, is that too much? The
2: biking it hurts so bad for like two. Full weeks. Yeah. And then it never hurts again. Because it's sort of dead. Isn't that crazy? I don't know what happened. Because you killed it. Your butt it. dies. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. My butt is dead.
1: A nerve has to die. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That-
2: I, I guess so.
1: Yeah. Because
2: it feels so bad. It feels so much worse than you think. Yeah. But you can't be like walking around complaining about it because it's like yeah. your
0: sniz butt. Yeah. It's like getting the little calluses off of your feet and all of a sudden you're wearing shoes and it's like, oh, this hurts because it's soft. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's such a lovely place though. Like, are we moving there together or what, bitch? Because I'm just like, I can't go there and not know no brown titties. (laughs) Holland was great. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) saying. Why why are you staring off in the distance like that? Where's she not in the frame anymore? <laughs> you know what Holland guys, feels like for me? What? It feels like a false sense of security. Shit ain't this nice. Mm. Shit is not this <laughs> nice and safe all over the place. So if I were to grow up there doing drugs and having mm-hmm. fun and being like, of course you could drop your wallet in the woods and somebody would find it and bring it back to you with all the cash. No, they wouldn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, of course you can go to naked co ed spas and just like sit with your crotch out and be completely safe Fuckin and fall asleep. <laughs> and
2: it's fine?
0: That's real, it's real and it really happens. People are okay? Grown men
2: and grown women. Okay, go on. Sit together, but fucking naked.
0: Puss out. In full ass. In a steam room. room. Pimo out. Aired out. Yeah. Pubis. Out. In a steam room. It's disgusting. Have you done it yet? <laughs> If it was the
2: only place that wasn't on fire, guess what? I would be burnt to a crisp.
0: Wait, where did Jordan go? He just left. (laughs) He's running to Holland.
2: (laughs) He's like,
0: whoa, nudity. (laughs) I'll be right back. He's going to Travelocity. (laughs) I'm on skip leg. (sighs) Uh, You know what it is? I do love that Like, there's so much that's not sexualized. Do you know what I mean? You could breastfeed your child and... Someone isn't like, put it away. That's inappropriate or whatever it is. But then I'm just like, is anybody sexy? I don't know.
1: Well, they seem to have a red light district. So it's very it's very kind of like compartmentalized.
0: Transactional.
1: Yeah, transactional. Is a lot of life like that in Amsterdam? Is it kind of compartmentalized? Or is that, would you say, not the case?
2: No, it's just like everyone knows. You know how we're so like easily embarrassed? Like if you trip and fall or something. But in Holland, they're like, everyone does stupid shit. You know, mm. And everyone mm. goes through a phase where you're having a lot of alcohol. Everyone goes yeah. through a phase where you're trying to figure out what weed is. Yeah. Everyone asks someone out and they go, no. <laughs> you know, everyone has sex and it's weird and bad sometimes. And everyone just is aware yeah. that everyone is the same person. And there isn't like in that way, we're the weird ones. Because mm. yes. we're like, oh, my God, look at that idiot. None of us are
0: idiots. We are all idiots. You know what I mean?
2: Yes. That's such a great Ooh, way yes, of putting yes, it. Yes, 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 yes,
0: I feel like that's their vibe. It's the ultimate safe space, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> sort. Be- <laughs> a lot of, like, peripheral people that shall rename. Mm-hmm. It's just shall rename? Shall name? Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> rename? <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, wow. One more time. One more time. Shall remain?
1: Yeah. Shall remain. You got this. <laughs> Taking it back. You got it. Back to one.
0: A lot of people I know… That shall remain nameless. Yep,
2: there you go. Hundred percent.
0: This is why I love Mild live it. TV because we <laughs> can't take back the night. Um, you know, it's sort of just like a. Are you? Why are you happy all the time? Why are we smiling? It wasn't that mm. funny. But why yes. would you say it like that when it's not true? Sarcasm? I don't get it. But then. Hmm. But that's not everybody, but I get that like full on from seven people. Yeah. Where I'm just like, relax. but also like the nicest people will always have a bed made for me with a duvet and a very strong coffee and a very like small coffee cup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just like actually want to know how I'm doing. So it's very confusing for me sometimes. I can't decide if I want to live there.
2: Yeah. Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam. Um. It's a fun place, great place to have kids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's true. And I have those. Yep. You know, and dogs. And I have those too. I don't know that it's a great place for dogs, is it? It is. They come into restaurants, train, <laughs> day out there. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. People paint your dog. People be like, Can I paint your dog? I wanna make a portrait of your dog. Like it's great. Dogs have better lives there than um black people. Anyways, um, uh... Amber, oh my goodness, this is the part of the show where we ask you questions that audience members have written to us because they need help with adulting too. Don't we all? Shit. Shit, help me. Okay, help me help you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we all can't just run in the rain like Drew Barrymore. (laughs) Oh.
1: Too soon. (laughs) That's sensitive subject. Oh, it's too soon. (laughs) Oh, it's too soon. Okay.
0: Here's the first question. I haven't had sex in a whole year. (gasps) Is that okay? Am I really missing out as a busy-ass 44-year-old single bitch? Ooh, baby, I know you better set that up. Am I really missing out as a busy-ass 44-year-old single bitch? Um, hmm. That's a great question with the easiest answer. Oh,
2: Of course not. <laughs> if you were missing out, you'd go get it. You're a woman. Hmm. Sorry, it's very easy to get laid. You could do it in one second. If you wanted it, you would have done it by now. Oh, yeah. It's not weird that it's not a priority for you. No. It's not weird that your priorities don't necessarily match up with everybody else's. Ooh, that's not weird. But uh, one thing's for sure: if you wanted it, buddy, you'd have made it. You're a forty-four-year-old with a job. Please, you'd have made that happen.
1: <laughs> I totally agree, but I will say it is weird that you want to have sex. I, I make love.
0: Oh my um, God. Oh my God. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh my excuse God. Excuse me.
1: I think, it's, I, I think it's weird that you oh. don't want to make love. Oh
0: my God.
1: That you haven't made love in a year.
0: Oh my. What in the footloose <laughs> is going on, George? He's celebrating bodies.
1: Yeah. Celebrating bodies. <laughs> um, you know, somebody get the zitar out whilst we, you know, do this. Oh. Um, yeah. While we have a meditation of bodies. Do you want to give insights or shall I go to the next? No,
0: I I want to give some insight because the maternal bitch in me is just like, well, then let's get it together. Let's gather it and see if you want to, why won't we like, let's go. Mm -hmm. But I love your answer, Amber, because when you've been doing something for 20 plus years, it's okay to take a motherfucking break. You're tired, especially when it means something different to you. And You know, relaxing as a 46-year-old big titty bitch right now is different. Like, relaxing to me truly is just sitting and breathing and thinking. People want to do like a Groupon adventure. I don't need all that. I'm going to say hi, and I'm going to, you know, come late, leave early, just be in bed. You know, like, what makes me happy, a clean kitchen is just as good as the orgasm, because, you know, it's easier at this point to have an orgasm than a clean kitchen. Is that too much? Did I just find the, the name of our episode? I think you
1: definitely unearthed the name of our episode. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, but you're absolutely right. What did you say about priorities? I already forgot it. What did you say about priorities, Amber? I said priorities are like
2: buttholes. They're always behind you. I don't know what I
0: said. I'm sorry. You know,
2: I don't know. I don't know what I said. I thought I could maybe find it if I started talking, but I was wrong. <laughs>
0: Where did he go? (laughs) Jordan, ask the next question, please. I'm going to do it, but I can't look at Amber right now.
2: Why can't you look at me, Jordan?
1: (laughs) Both of you are staring through my soul and busting me up today. I don't know what it is. It is a goofball day. All right. So I'm an adult who doesn't know how to swim, but I am embarrassed to take swimming lessons. Have you ever seen adults take lessons? How do I get over myself and just go for it?
2: Oh, that's cute. That's a
1: good question.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've always been big or bigger, thicker, whatever it is. And so when I really had to gather myself and get to a gym, I was definitely self-conscious because I'm just like, what's everybody doing? Are they going to be looking at me? Um, And this was in LA and like LA is whatever you think LA is. And um, I had to suck it up. And, you know, realize it's sort of like when people tell you if you're nervous, picture everybody like naked or taking a shit or whatever. I'm just like, okay, a lot of people must have these feelings too. Like you just don't wake up and decide that you're J-Lo. Like you just have to like go through the steps. And so one thing that helped me was bringing a friend because that also helped me accountable Mm -hmm. uh, to actually go through with it. And then um, also just oversharing because then like, you know, you're not like, you're not spinning out inside. Like, Oh my God, am I the only one? I can't do it. Just like, Oh, I don't know how to do this. How do I do this with my legs? Cause I, my legs don't do it. whatever it is. Like, You're going to feel self-conscious about in the the swimming pool and also getting a new bathing suit. So you feel like fun, flirty, you know, like whatever that is. Mm -hmm. For me, I, I bought new gym clothes to feel a bit more confident going into a new space and doing something different with my body in front of people. So I don't know. Those tips helped me. I hope they help you. What say you guys? Amber, care to share? I can't swim. So... Was the wrong this your question? Amber
1: actually wrote the question. And thank you, Amber, for having the courage to ask it in this medium and forum. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're from a landlocked place. You're from Nebraska. Where, why would you need to swim in Nebraska?
0: No swim
2: classes growing up. Oh, this is what happened. When I was four or five, I had signed up for swim lessons. My parents made everybody take swim lessons. So I'm five. We get... To the swim place. I go and I splash and I'm talking to my little friends. I can I can remember this very little bit. Splashing around. I'm laughing, playing, having a great time. The teacher goes, okay, now it's time to put our heads underwater. And I go, no! Yeah. No! yeah. And I screech, screech, screech until dad comes down off of the bleachers and he picks me up and he takes me home. I'm freaking out so bad oh my god, that you can't even talk me back down. You got to take me home. So he comes down and takes me home. And <laughs> I go, the next Saturday comes and he goes, okay, are you going to act right? I go, I'm definitely going to. It is so much fun. I got to be there, dad. All my little friends are he's like, all right, go back there, splash around, have a great time. They go, it's time to put your head on the water. I go, like, no, dad comes down on the thing <laughs> oh, no. takes me home. <laughs> so then on the third week, dad goes... Now, if you cry this time, you're going to get a spanking. So either you put your head under that water, or you're no. going to get it. That's right. That's right. I said, Dad, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. I'm about to have a time with my we get there, <laughs> you know, it's flush. having fun. And the guy goes, The guy goes, Okay, now it's time to put our heads underwater. And I go,
1: I want a spanking. I want a spanking. I
2: want a spanking. Yeah, that's the come down. Ignore me. Oh, no. But of course I don't get a spanking. Dad's never going to give you a spanking. It's Dad. I knew that was bullshit.
1: That's beautiful.
2: So I don't know how to swim. Oh, my goodness. I'm the fifth child. Daddy gave up.
1: Okay, Michelle has already activated I can tell that we're both going to end up in a pool with you, like, helping you with water wings.
0: (laughs) I have a beach in my backyard. Let's go. I know. (laughs) It's so fun. You know, my parents are from the Caribbean and my dad is like, very Haitian in like, uh it'll work out, don't worry. It's bleeding, it'll stop bleeding. You don't need a band-aid. Yeah. We'll save him for something fancy or something. <laughs> yeah, you have a hole in your shirt. You can still wear it, whatever it is. Uh, meanwhile, he's got new shirts. Okay, But he used to uh, throw me in the water in the beach and like be like, swim to me. And so for me, it was fight or flight. And I would go. And then he kept like going back. And I'm like, you got to stop. You stop so I can get to you. And he's like, this is how you learn. (laughs) So I kind of learned because I thought I was going to die. Now, you know, it's um, swimming is like one of those things, like riding a bike. Like it hurts when you fall off of a bike when you're little.
2: Yeah. It hurts when you're an adult.
1: Do you want to learn to swim or do you care?
0: been a long time.
2: Yeah. Also now, like we're beyond wanting to be in public in a swimsuit. Yeah. Because there was a time you couldn't get no clothes on me, man. <laughs> I was out. My shit was out. <laughs> From my ribs to my hip bones. Bare.
0: Fucking. Do you have receipts? <laughs> why are you looking? She's looking. She's uh, looking. <laughs> she's looking to see if she got I receipts. I don't. Just drop them Drop them in the
2: chat. I don't have any, but I, I'm going to find some. Yeah, why the they hanging up when I was the cutest little guy.
1: I feel you. There's that age where you're like, you know what? There was the window. I would have learned it by now. I can live a full life without this. And I get that.
0: We only have time for one more question. I have three younger sisters that are constantly in a feud about something every other month. Sometimes it's petty things that get resolved quickly and laughed about later, but oftentimes it can be real toxic, backstabbing drama. As the oldest sister and sometimes the mediator... How do I suggest family therapy sessions? Because my head and heart are tired of the back and forth. Oh. Oh. Now I'm the only child. So I don't, I like, I feel for this because I can cut my cousins off. No problem. I don't give a fuck, but I have (laughs) twins now and I want to teach them how to forgive because they're going to fight. But how do we get over it? So like you guys have siblings. I don't know. Amber, what say you?
2: That person who wrote in is very smart because yeah.
0: they can see that
2: this is an underlying issue.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, they're fighting because one of them is the other's favorite, and the other one is mom and dad's favorite. Damn. And then the other one does better at school, Oof. and then the other one does better at But, like, they, it's a whole thing. Like, mom and dad praise so-and-so about this, and they praise so-and-so about that. And then they want to mm-hmm. be praised about what the other one has been, you know. hmm It's all a mess. So they're right. You got to go to therapy. You know, it may work, but I'm so sorry to say it very well may not. Fucking sibling (laughs) shit is horrid. Sibling shit is rancid. Also, like, I have a friend who is like, so-and-so is my favorite child. He's got two kids and he's always like, so-and-so is my favorite child. And I'm like, no fucking shit. I can tell that's your favorite child. So you need to do something. Do it now. Because I'm not around y'all like that. And if I can tell, you can be sure they both know.
1: But you're one of five, right, Amber? Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to to pry, but do y'all get along all the time or
2: is it? I get along with everybody because they made them be nice to me. Hmm. (laughs) But like the other ones, they have a little bit of drama every once in a while. And the other ones... (laughs)
1: Yeah. And you're the you're the baby. <laughs>
2: I'm the baby.
1: Yeah, you got to get along with the baby.
0: Be nice to the baby. Give the baby your shirt. You better feed the baby. You know what's funny? In writers I've only had the one writer writer's room. Writer room. Bye-bye everyone. I'm fine. English is my first language. <laughs> but That's the third This time. is I know. Tr- trust me. This is what happens when you <laughs> Try to go on tour and have kids. Um, <laughs> I, did to my, I did to myself. No,
1: you're doing great. You're doing great. You can have it all.
0: You know, the skin ages well, but the brain don't. You know what I'm <laughs> But now I forgot what I was saying. Oh, well. Uh, no, no, no. Can we go back? What is it? The siblings? I
1: forget. How it
0: started. I said that you're the baby. Oh, this is why I like to work with people that have a lot of siblings. Mm-hmm. They're really good at managing different personalities. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys can go into any room And just not even, like, challenge somebody. Just be like, it's sort of giving, like, bless your heart, but not, like, in that tone. Like, you know how to, like, get around it and be like, we're okay. And I am learning that because I'm just like, well, let's fix it before we move on. And then I'm just like, why am I stuck in this fucking quicksand of (laughs) drama? How did I get myself in? Like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, like, you guys are Good at it. And so that's sort of like a superpower.
1: Well, thank you.
2: I always call it giving the baby his bottle Mm. because that's my favorite thing to do. Oh, you have a little attitude? I'm going to get in there and fix it. Mm -hmm. You know what? (laughs) I really like that you said XYZ. I don't think a lot of people think about that. Where are you going to lunch? Oh, man, that sounds great. Looks like you have a really good day ahead of you. Fucking. (laughs) The baby is. Fed.
0: Yes. Wow. He is
2: fine. His attitude is
1: gone. Boom. Let's go. The riving. Can I ask this though? Yeah. I, I feel like this question, what it brings up for me is why does the eldest feel as though it's their job to create, you know, a harmony in between all the siblings? When in fact, like I, what I've noticed is sometimes if I stfu, stuff will work itself out. It doesn't need me inserting myself into the situation Like, adults can figure things out for themselves. I'm just saying. Just saying.
0: 100. I mean, but, like, if you've been doing it your whole life, then you're just sort of stuck in this pattern. Yeah. Because they did say sometimes it does get resolved quickly and laughed about, but other times it becomes real toxic and backstabbing. Yeah. And it hurts their head and their heart. So it's like, how do we break the cycle and that's why I'm, like, hyper-aware of, like, what cycle my kids are creating right now. Yeah. Um, because Otis is definitely the brains and, and Hazel's the muscles. And so. <laughs> I
1: love that for them, though. I mean, like, he's, he's such a sweetie. I have to say, he's, he's got a big heart. And I'm guessing he's definitely, like, he likes to cuddle. He's a cuddler. He's a cuddler.
0: And he likes to tell the truth. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: I mean, my only advice to this lady is that, or whoever wrote this, I don't know why I'm saying this lady, but whoever wrote this, I feel like family therapy would be good for you to figure out what you've been carrying around for so long, mm. trying to like right the boat for so long. And like, you know, what can you do for you? You're doing a lot for your other siblings. What can you do for you and be the best sister to yourself or brother to yourself?
0: Yeah, yeah. Find a therapist, talk to your therapist about everybody's personality and see if at some point you can bring your sisters into the therapy session with your therapist because then Mm. they have an arsenal of what the fuck.
2: And then you can be like, hi, everyone. I need you to be at my therapist for
0: me. And then hit them with the switcheroo. We are amazing. We are Angels. I mean, not all heroes wear capes. They sometimes do shows in between moving blankets. Anyways, (laughs) we ask all our guests, Amber. (laughs) We ask all our guests, what is the most adult thing that you want to do for yourself that you haven't done for yourself yet? And it could be anything small, medium,
2: Mm -hmm. plus
0: size. Grande. Venti. Don't
2: matter what it is. Yeah. You know what? I'd really like to get my wardrobe together because I'm a slop monster I mean, fucking, every time my sister comes to visit, she brings, she just packs clothes that she thinks I would like and then brings them and leaves them. Because she's like, Amber, you dress like utter trash. It has got to stop. But who dressed you for that Ebony thing? Because you were glamorous. People dress us. People dress us. Yeah. If you ever see me looking nice, I didn't do it. Someone else did it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you see somebody, you go... Is that Amber or did someone just fall out of a tree? That's me. What? That's me, and that's how I really look. Stop. That
0: is not where I thought you were going. (laughs) That is very. (laughs) Not where I thought we were going. Very specific. Slop monster. Wow. Slop master? Slop
1: monster. Slop monster. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Important distinction. Thank you so much. Mm. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, but maybe one day I'll go on. Gosh, remember those shows? What not to wear? Yes. Gox Fashion Fix. Yes. I fucking love those shows. Yes. Where yes, they yes. go in. My favorite. They take all your clothes. They call you a piece of shit. Oof. And then they give you new clothes. I love it. And I want that so bad. Oof.
0: Yes. It's always like a dress with the A-line situation and like a, a like a <laughs> primary colored pump. Yay. To really show your personality. <gasps> I love it. Uh, you know what? I love fashion as well. And I would love to go through your closet and help you. Somebody got to do something. Yeah. And you'll
2: you'll feel like that a little bit. And then the next time you see me, you'll be like, oh, God, it's an emergency. And then you'll come help me.
0: <laughs> no. You know what's really great now about fashion? There's like an elevated casual thing happening where mm-hmm. you can be comfortable as fuck and still like look fly. Like it's my fave, Yes. I want to be a part of that. You could have joggers with a little cute... There's like pajama, like things we can wear in public now. It's amazing. Anyways, thank you so much for being on the show. You are just a motherfucking delight. Yes. In any time zone, bitch. Yay. Yep. (laughs) I love
1: it. I just want to say this. I just want to say like, please go watch Some Like It Hot. It's closing December 30th, 2023. I'm bringing my kids back to it. So good. I loved it. I love the message in it. I love the music. And uh, the dancers are total hoofers. It was razzle dazzle. Thank you so much for all that and your service. Amber, every time Thank I see you, you it makes me happier.
2: If you like that, you know what you're really going to love? The motherfucking whiz that's coming to Broadway spring 2024. Come yes, on now. Yes. This son of a bitch is the shit. Uh, it's great. Mm. It's great. We're screaming. It's the blackest shit. I can't wait. It's so black. I'm like, oh, we got to go to Broadway. Uh oh. But too bad because they get me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. Yay. Amber, thanks so
1: much. That was special, don't you think? That was special.
0: You know what? I just love our community.
1: Yeah, it's a strong community. And every year, it seems like they defy my, not my expectations, but it's just like to watch someone's star build and build and build, that the promise of their premise pays off like that. Like with Amber, just so talented. And her talent is like rewarded because she just brings it yeah. more and more every year. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, The Wiz is going to be spectacular. Like, I just love Black Ass Fuck Productions, which should be the name of a production company and or <laughs> <laughs> promoter in Atlanta. <laughs> black as fuck production This has been
1: another black as fuck production
0: You know what's really fun too It's like there are so many um, young Not so young budding Comedians and writers who are just like What am I gonna do is this really gonna happen How am I gonna make it happen and it's like It doesn't have to be just the one thing it doesn't have to be Straight up stand up it doesn't have to be Just hosting you know when you Really give yourself the space Opportunity and license to Write and just fuck around and find out you don't know what could happen. Mm. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, you've already like laid down the groundwork for you to do something else. And you know this, when you write something, there's different drafts of it and it only gets better and better and better. But the hardest thing to do is just lay it down for the first time. Whew.
1: Words. Bars, total <laughs> agreement, one hundred percent. I'm with you.
0: Move over, most death. No, no, just kidding, listening. just kidding, just
1: kidding. I, I clear, I clear, and leave space. I know. My
0: umi said to say that.
1: My umi says a light on the world. Let me, let me just say this. <laughs> yeah. I feel that, like, one. As you were saying all that, I was like, is she going to play Dorothy and the Wiz? Is that something you would be interested in, Michelle? Me?
0: No. Yes. No. Come on. Come on. No. Come on. No. Why? No. Why? No. <laughs> you know. Let's take
1: that no and turn it into a yes. And turn it into a so-so. Let's see what's up.
0: No, that's not my <laughs> bag. That is not my bag. Although I do love I do love sort of beating something into the ground and just doing it 7,000 times because I do find the joy in it. But like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's not my bag. It's not your bag. Singing and dancing on stage is not my bag. Um, impressions on SNL, not my bag. I think that's also very important for people to, whether you're in the arts, whether you're creative or not, like figure out what your bag is. It could be more than one thing. Mm. You know, when I first started, I was like, I'm supposed to go to festivals and I'm supposed to be on SNL and I should wear a black shirt with jeans at every show because that's what comedians wear. And for the first year, I looked like a fucking hairdresser. It was just black (laughs) shirts and jeans. And then I was like, oh, I can actually have my own personality on stage. You know what I mean? So I feel like, That's not my bag. That's somebody else's bag. You know, I'm not a musical uh, theater nerd like that, but I do appreciate um, those people because a lot of them are my friends. But nah.
1: Yeah. Figure out your bag. Is it a Celine? Is it a Claire V? A Gooch? Is it a Fendi? Is it what? Like, (laughs) and yes, he knows his bags. He knows his bags because he bought them.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. boy. You know, (laughs) I don't know if everyone else is, like, full up of dad jokes. I know I am. You know, every podcast episode with you, I feel like I'm living a Father's Day. I'm like, okay, (laughs) let him take it. It's his moment. (laughs) You guys, I'm so sorry this is a podcast because they can't see you right now. Jordan is doing a happy dance with like his fingers out. He's pointing his fingers. He's shaking his shoulders. Oh my goodness. I, you're even biting your upper lip. What is wrong with that? That is the dad upper, upper there's nothing upper lip wrong lip with it. I'm just letting people know because it's a podcast. It's my overbite. I'm just letting them know. It's my sexy overbite. Come on y'all. Oh, my We're just gonna keep talking at the same time. This feels like I'm at home with my husband. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus <Jeez>, Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my Listen, God! Listen, this is this has
1: been adulting. I love this show. Uh, my co from Go, Michelle <laughs> Bito, who co-hosts with me in the same space but not the same room. I love her so much. Um, Michelle, is there anything you want to tell the people before we get out of here?
0: I don't know. You know, I I think um, this sounds really stupid, but I really am in this space of gratitude doing this tour, mm-hmm. meeting faces, people asking us about adulting and like when we're going to take it on the road. I'm just fucking thankful. Like, thank you guys for listening and liking and loving and sharing or whatever the fuck it is. Like, I really appreciate it. That's all. That's it. That's the end. Yes. (laughs) Y'all right?
1: You have made me laugh. Did
0: you just burp in your mouth? Okay, good. I've
1: I've stifled laughter this entire show because a lot of people don't like us laughing on a comedy.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) don't bring it up.
1: So I've been stifling my laughter. Every
0: time we bring that up, I feel like Ace Ventura laces out, somebody said one time. I know. They don't like us laughing. I know. And then we like focus on it.
1: Like 99.9% of the reviews for this show are like, keep it up. You guys are great. One person was like, they laughed and it was triggering and we're like, that's all they think of us.
0: (laughs) I know. It's so stupid but also, fuck them. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think we should get out on that. We're going to get out on it. All right. Thank you everybody for listening.
1: Bye. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is How Lee. Our associate producer is Christina Chamberlain.
0: This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Cotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will. Our live show producer is Marianne Ways. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Reis Vandermost.
1: Executive produced by Karen Kilgareff, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer.
0: Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod.
1: Email your questions to adultingquestions at Mm gmail.com. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode.
0: If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Adulting merch.